What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Clean Libertarian Podcast. And happy 2022. I hope that your new year treats you so good. I hope that this year you accomplish the goals that you set out to accomplish and that you make many, many fond memories with the people in your life that you love and care about. Um, you know, I guess that's that's kind of the cool thing about New Year's, right? Like it's the uh, it's the the dawning of a new horizon, right? It's 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 seeing a a clean slate laid out in front of you. And uh, man, I just I know a lot of people kind of like you know dig on you for oh you know having a New Year's resolution or this or that. I say go for it, man. I say that I am one hundred percent in your corner. I support you. And you know what? I believe in you. For whatever that's worth, there is a fat guy in Oklahoma that that gives a shit and he believes in you. So uh, hold on to that, you know? Um, today, it, it, here's the thing, man. We, we had another dad roundtable. I brought the guys back. You know, the usual suspects. You got KRS. You got BK. You got Evan. Uh, we also had uh, Jeremiah on. And we are also joined by Tommy this time from year zero. Um and it was just a great conversation. As per usual, there's a ton of technical difficulties that probably gets a little bit difficult to listen to. I think in the beginning we struggled. I think we started out with three of us, and then one by one everybody kind of jumped on, and then by the end there was only like four of us left. But, uh, you know, when we get together we talk and, uh, you know, kind of drop drop some of the bullshit and just get gut level honest. And uh, this is a great conversation. We talk about everything, man. God, I'm trying to remember what, what all we discussed. I know we talked about AI at one point, um, but we also talked about kind of what we learned over the past year and goals that we have going into the new year. So without any further ado, because this is a little bit of a longer episode, I'm going to bring on the boys. All right, man, here we are. Another dad roundtable. I think this is number three for us now, isn't it? We've done two before. We added uh, Jay on the last one. Now we got Tommy with us this time. We're waiting on BK and Evan will be joining us eventually. But uh, yeah, man, I kind of just wanted to bring everybody together and kind of shoot the shit a little bit about you know how this year went, what we look forward to in the next year, and what that means as 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 being a being a dad. I think uh, I think it's really hard for. Um... Hey, kids right now, um, given everything that's going on, you know, um, they're, they're being subjected to, can you guys hear me? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We can hear you talk. They're, uh, they're being, they're being subjected to a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, tyranny that is, is really hard psycho psychologically on them. And and I'm I'm watching how the kids are reacting, and it, it's really distressing. It's really uh really breaks my heart to see what's going on. Yeah, without a doubt, man. I have uh, you know, my daughter. She's on a trip with her her mom's grandparents. You know, so it's her mom's side of the family. They're all going out, but they wanted her. They've been really pushing her to get vaccinated. Uh, she's twelve. You know, and, and they're, they're, they're not doing, they're not coming at it from an angle of, Hey, if you know, if you get vaccinated, you're protected from this virus. They're coming at it from an angle of, Hey, if you get vaccinated, then you can take this fun plane trip with us and we can go to 
Disney World and we can go do this or do that. Uh, but if you don't get vaccinated, we're going to have to drive, you know, to this other place, you know. And so I've been it, it's been a little Driving's bit of a, more fun anyway. I think so. I mean, I'm a real trip <laughs> guy myself, man. Um, you know, it's been one of those things trying to uh, trying to get that into their head that like, hey, stop pushing this on my kid. You know, she's 12, man. She's not getting the vaccine. Don't even put it in her mind. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, man. Don't yeah, know. that's a that's that's a tough one. I mean, I, I know there are a lot of people. There are a lot of families right now. Uh, I I had Reed, Reed Coverdale on uh, my podcast the other day, and we we're talking about this and how the families are so divided. Um, he he actually had one of his uh, family members say that they didn't want to see him because he wasn't vaccinated. And he's like, I'm 28 years old. I'm perfectly healthy. Like there's no reason it's, there's no benefit to me getting vaccinated. And you know, the things are so flawed that the propaganda is so skewed right now. It's really, it's really, really devastating for, for those parents that are giving their children a vaccine and we have no long-term information about what these vaccines do. Right. Right. And that's, that's the whole crux of the issue, right? Like that's the whole deal right there is the you're volu- Yeah. You're volunteering to be um, a, a lab rat. Like, yeah. and, and I'm not going to sign my child up to be a lab rat for, for sure. No, not going to happen, man. No. And a lot of people are like that. Um, but what we're really seeing is, our country is growing apart. People have two different values now. And that's what we're kind of fighting over, right? It's the group. We need to save the group. Or it's like, hold on. Is this good for me? Is this good for my family? Uh, I understand that certain people are getting sick. Uh, but the the numbers are pretty clear. It's, there's a huge dichotomy. It's older people and fat people. I'm not one of those people. My kids aren't one of those people. Why? Why are you having them join this? Why are you treating my kids that are seven and four the same way that you would treat uh, somebody in an elderly home? It's, right. it's not how you do it. It's, it's, it's very egalitarian and people are really pushing back against it in very specific areas. Well, let me let me take the, the host position for just one second. Like, how old are y'all's kids? Mine's four and seven. Mine's uh, mine's twelve. Okay. And if BK was here, uh, four or five, I believe. Okay. And talk. How old are your children? I don't. Maybe he can't hear us again. Yeah. Every time we hit record, he gets kicked off. Damn, that's <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, it was nice talking to him while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Um. But his okay. kids are all uh, graduated, I believe. I believe 18 and 24 or 20 and 24. So, okay. Gotcha. Young men. Gotcha. Okay. And then I have I have five kids and my youngest is 17. Um, so, yeah. So, how's it been with the, with the younger kids? Like, how, how have y'all dealt with, how, how have y'all dealt with this? Um, uh- it's been harder on my wife, I feel like, because she was she wants to go out and do stuff. 
she is a busybody. Uh, things need to get done. We need to go. We can't sit at home. We shouldn't be sitting in front of a TV, in front of an iPad. We're always doing something. In the last two years, it really shut us down. Like we couldn't go to do anything. Or I mean, we could, but it the atmosphere just sucks. Like it's, yeah. it's when you go to the science centers or the zoos, it's like, am I around the right people? Do I want to be around these people? Do I want to deal with the employees? Cause I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to make my kids wear a mask. So like, have your, have your kids reacted like poorly to, cause like they're, they're like four and seven. So, yeah. I mean, it's like half their lives people have been masked up. So have you, have you noticed any effects? to well, them being exposed to that i i live in northern alabama um it's off the interstate we don't have i mean the near, we're an hour and a half away from huntsville which is the biggest town right um so it it didn't really hit our area that well even though we're kind of a retirement community and all that stuff they didn't really have to wear masks we uh we homeschooled them for that first year in 2020 um so they didn't have to really deal with it um but they went back to school and my wife is kind of a teacher's aide at that school. It's a little private school. Everybody calls it the hippie school here in Northern Alabama, which means it's, it's not a Christian school, private school. Yeah. It's just a private school. Um, and the kids are a lot more wild. Like the teachers are complaining. It's like, we can't control them. Um, there's a lot more chaos in the classrooms and in the younger ages. And it just, it's been building and building the last couple of years. And the teachers don't understand it. They don't know how to adapt to it at all. So there's the kids are definitely adjusting to something in the culture. Uh, but I don't think anybody understands why. Mm. How about how about you, uh, Drew? Have you how have your how, how have your kids reacted? So, you know, um, in 2020, we took her out of public school and we put her in a charter school, which was all online. And she did great as far as like grades and stuff goes. And it, from what I could tell, because I was able to review more of the material she was learning, seemed like a little bit less indoctrination than what you would find in your typical public school. But um, she became really depressed, man. Um, didn't have, you know, that social interaction with her friends uh, while they did do like, you know, um, like a web conference call with her other peers in the classroom, that's still not face-to-face -face interaction, you know? And so we made the decision to put her back in public school this year. And um, she seems to be doing well, um, but we're also, you know, 12 years old. That's right at the beginning stages of that puberty thing, you know? Right. So now we're dealing with that and then also trying to navigate through, Hey, what are you being told about this at school? Yeah. And from what I can tell, um, you know, I, we've, I, I don't want to say fortunate because it's not a fortunate thing anytime we have our freedoms, but um, it, we are typically fortunate as far as public schools go that, you know, the school board has made the decision to make mask optional uh, and really they don't push it, you know, which yeah. is great, man. I'm really glad that that is not happening anymore. Yeah, because I that that was one of my like really first concerns when they started like pushing these mask mandates on on people. Like I live in a small town or like right outside a small town. 
nobody around here wore a mask. They just didn't care. They're like, whatever, who cares? But, um, I, I, I always kind of like found it like that, it, that, that would probably be really damaging to children because especially those children that are in their developmental ages that where they're not seeing facial expressions. And it's like, what is this doing to a, a child's psychology? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. They, they, they get it. Um, they, it, it's almost okay, like, what about now? Yeah, you're good now, buddy. Can you guys hear me at all? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you fine, man. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> what's Mike up, Jake? Hey, what's going on, guys? Sorry I'm late. You're good, man. Well, um, well gosh so, dang. I had to drive three miles down the damn road in my truck to get some signal, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were just freaking talking, and as soon as he started recording, it was like <clears throat> it just went. That was it, it was gone. It's like you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so I'm sitting down here looking like a I'm fixing to break into this store down here. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I, and of course I left my damn pistol at the house. So, oh, you know, oh, damn. I guess I'll have so to there go. <clears throat> first I, time on a live podcast. Someone's breaking into a business. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. Somebody's going to call the cops on me. 10 four. Um, and I couldn't bring my, I couldn't bring my damn bourbon with me. Obviously. Oh, so no, Oh, this oh, is gonna this, this is gonna suck. I only got one down before I came down here. Oh shit, yeah, man. dude! Turn turn the truck around. Go back. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a uh, cut. We got a cut video to help talk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I see. Uh, I could probably use the camera down here because I'm really rocking it right here in this spot. But you can't see me. Ten four. I'm sitting in the dark. <laughs> there's the cigar. <laughs> so, uh, uh, BK, Tommy was asking. No, I wasn't about to leave that. No. BK, Tommy was asking about how how have you seen kind of um, this whole you know coronavirus narrative shift in the in the schools. So, what have I missed? <laughs> i've seen a lot of uh i don't know like one thing that gets me is you know like the tornado gets done you know like we take him in it's more like he's in more of that play group like i was telling you guys about but it's still you know school that sort of shit and uh he feels like i've noticed that he keeps the mask on as a comfort thing now Ooh. that is really wow. weird to me because of, like everyone else is doing it you know like there's especially with kids that you know like that young man like they just want to fit in you know like we're old like we don't give a fuck anymore you know like we, we the people who are close to us are close to us because they've dealt with our shit for so long that they're like yeah fuck it i'm in for the long run right yeah. but he doesn't know that you know so like when kids do it like when they're they do something different and we all we've all been a part of you know some form of bullying at some point in our lives where just because we were a little bit different uh or we chose not to do something that everyone else did we were ostracized for it and yeah. i see now that that mask 
is just like that's the thing is that there's there are a lot of parents in you know like uh in in my area with the parents that are living in it's a, it's a very liberal part of grand rapids right so there's a lot of uh the progressive mentality where this is actually a thing and you know so they're th these parents are actually pushing it on their kids you know and saying like this is helping this is good this is what you do this is how you be a good citizen like that sort of good german mentality bullshit and i see him doing it only because like he never he never wears them anywhere else he won't even put them on we go like you know like i'm like yeah whatever dude don't wear that that's bullshit you know it doesn't do anything but when he's in a situation where he has to fit in or where there's the group, like I see him just go right into it. And I mean, it, it sucks for, you know, from my perspective, it's like, okay, how do you balance getting him the social skills that he needs, you know, that every kid needs that every, you know, like we all have to learn how to socialize at some point. Um, you know, so it's like, I try to balance it and in my mind, talk myself into believing that it's okay for him but it's so hard all the time when i see him do it because he feels the pressure not because he understands it or knows what it's about but because everyone around him is doing the same thing and that's a hard fucking that's a hard lesson to teach your kid to like walk a different path or go you know like take the different <laughs> route so i don't know and then i see the, the parents are a whole different can of worms man i don't even get on those that fucking rant because i'll just start <laughs> i think i think uh well while while we're talking about your son like just um have you noticed any any developmental issues because of his lack of contact with people's facial expressions not no see that's one weird thing that you see? know like i've heard a lot of people say that they have seen it in their kids but uh my little dude doesn't Okay. And I don't know, like, I don't know why he might just be like uh, an outlier in it. Um, mm. It might just not affect him. Uh, I don't know. He's the only thing that we've noticed is that uh, because of those masks, there are times where it's hard to get him to eat different foods now because the mouthfeel, mm. like the constriction, which is a weird thing, you know, like one of those unforeseen circumstances that people aren't talking about is that it doesn't just affect like the, the, the mental and emotional and reading people, but it's also a physical thing. Like it's fucking a diaper on your face all yeah. the time, you know, like it, it, there's so much bad to it, but no, I don't think I've seen him lose his ability to read people or to recognize like emotions. Uh, I think it's more to do with the uh, like the the herd mentality and trying to fit in, and then once again the actual like the physical feel of it. Man, all right. Well, I didn't mean to hijack your show, uh, Drew. I just, <laughs> no, I just, I just had some questions because I don't have young children. So yeah, no, we we uh on these roundtables, man. This is just kind of all of us sitting in the room talking. Ain't nobody leading this this show at all. But, um, and it's a good question, man. And I, I know, so like, you know, I work at a residential treatment facility that caters to women and their children. Mm -hmm. And as a staff member, I have to wear a mask at all times. Okay. Uh, and so I have noticed 
that the children behave differently. Like if I put my mask down, you know, take it off to take a drink or, or eat something that they just, they kind of look at me different. And I don't know how to read that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I know it's doing something, but you know, and it's, it's part of the policy of the place I work at. So it's just one of those things I got to deal with, but I do wish that I could like smile and, you know, be a, be a happy go lucky cat, you know, and mm-hmm. not have to worry about whether or not that they, they can conveying my emotions through my eyes. Right. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Yo, Evan, what's up, man? Gentlemen, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. sir. Yes, sir. Excellent. So, what's like, up, well, brother? I, that's, that's your fault for listening, then. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all here, man. The gang's all here. That's a yeah, scary no, so that's, thought. That's a, that's a weird thing, Drew. Like, do, do you feel that, like, uh, that they're more in tune with what you're saying when your mask is down or when your mask is up? Like... I feel like I, and, and this is kind of how I've also done it. So like if the kid's running around punching other kids in the face, I'll slip the mask down and say, Hey, we're not doing that. You know? Right. So I think that that's kind of also maybe playing into it is that, Oh, Drew's got the mask down. He's serious now, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's like, whatever I'm conveying at that point, it's time to listen, you know? Um, Kind of like, like like it's like, it's like Jerry Lawler dropping the strap. Ten four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, it's like, like that's just if you're old, you understand that reference. <laughs> I think we. I was just, I was one, just right? gonna get you on that, Tuck. No, like it's, it's kind of how you use the dad voice with your kids. Yes, you know, like all of a sudden they know, like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucked up. All right, yep, yep. <laughs> we got back that Yo. <laughs> That's that's almost like makes me want to wear a mask around the house just so I can pull it off and be like, yeah, this shit's serious now, you little fuck. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of it too. So like I was raised, I got my ass whooped a lot. You know, I, I know that that's like not a thing that, with you know, peaceful parenting is has its place. And, you know, uh, yeah. it is what it is. But like in this facility, this is very progressive clinically oriented parenting practices right so okay timeout is off the table we don't do timeout you don't yell at kids you you have to continuously just be there like hey buddy let's not do that you know and so a lot of it is just like i don't know if i'm coming across more stern because i'm stern at myself like I'm Wait, concentrating. So, so you're telling me the child is is not learning in any any respect for a hierarchy whatsoever. Not in the traditional sense, right? Like the idea of punishment is something that they are pretty much against. Now, if a child is harming somebody physically, um, you know, you obviously have to isolate that situation and figure it out, but in the immediate sense. They want you to more praise the good behaviors rather than punish the bad behaviors, right? Well, so, but I, that's, that's quick fucking, question: like, that's gay. how how are the kids? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, how are the kids going to recognize the difference between good uh, behavior and bad behavior if there's no difference between how you talk to them about it? See, that's that's what I'm still trying to learn, right? So, okay. you know, this is a lot of college degrees relaying information to me oh, bits Christ. and pieces at a time. So 
I'm I am the lowest. You're, you're screwed, of the low. Drew. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am on the bottom rung of that ladder, right? I am the, I'm a recovery technician. You know, there's case managers above me, above them is uh, mm-hmm. counselors, above them is the program manager. And so I have four different levels that are conveying information to me. And it's really kind of been one of those things that it's like, hey, take this training and then we're going to tell you how you've been fucking up. <laughs> it's like it's like you you go up to like the bully and you're like i know how gay it is but if it weren't so gay i'd beat your ass for being a bully yeah. that's well i mean that's just it it's like i i think of all the lessons that i learned as a kid and it was because they were defined you know like i knew when i really fucked up Versus when I just made a mistake or kind of fucked up, you know, like there was varying degrees. But if you talk to these kids who don't understand the nuance between emotional connections with one another, like how the fuck are you going to, how are you going to explain to them that like, no, this is actually genuinely bad. Yeah. You want to see a, you want to see a boy snap into shape. Like seriously, You, you put that kid in the electric chair position up against the wall. And all you tell them is repeat after me. Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is looking. And by the time that kid is eight years old, you will never have to discipline him again. <laughs> Just make him do wall sits all the time. Seriously. That's like once core, what all my kids, once they were eight years old, I never even had to worry about them. I was like, I know they're doing the right thing. Mm. That's well, I mean, now you got me thinking back to all the hockey camps that I went to where they made us do wall sits for punishment or push up. Oh, you're oh you're giving God. me giving me nightmares, BK. Don't even have them do push ups, just put them in the push up position oh. until they can't hold themselves up anymore. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's brutal, <laughs> but you know what? Efficient. Hey, but, but you know what happened? Like, all right, so like my youngest son, when he was. When I was raising him, I could not I could not get that kid under control, no matter what I did. It's like I would spank him like four or five times a night. I would feel bad because yeah. he was getting spanked so often. I was like, okay, I can't continue to spank him. It's not fixing the problem. So I took my military training and I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing PT on this kid. Because it's like, it's like you can't talk to everybody in your life the exact same way. How are you supposed to be able to discipline everybody the exact same way? So I was like, I'm just going to start doing PT with this kid. After after three months, he was no longer getting in trouble. Two months after that, he walks up to me. He's dad. We don't do PT anymore. And I said, son, you haven't been in trouble in quite a while. That's why we're not doing PT anymore. He goes, yeah, but I want to do PT. And I'm like, well, you can do it. You don't have to get in trouble to be able to do it. Yeah. And so he started putting himself in the push-up position, you know, until muscle failure. Right. Like, I, think, and, see, I think especially with the boys, they, trouble. I think especially with boys, they need that. Like that discipline, that having a routine, yep. that discipline, that yes. constantly seeing some growth. Every day, whatever it is, I can do 10 push ups today. I can do 11 the next. I can do 12 the next. Yada, yada, yada. I well, think you, that's ever so a, you ever met a man that hadn't been smacked in the mouth at least once? Uh, 
there's too many of them in society now. But they're not. They're not too men. Yeah. They're not men. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know, I have. I got a unique thing because I got all girls. So it, the discipline thing is a little different on my. It's like oh, yeah. psychological yeah. warfare. <laughs> my my daughter See, it was is really, warfare. My daughter was really easy actually. If I would just look at her, she would just fall. She would crumble. So she yeah. was really easy to discipline. Uh, the, the, I, I the had threat one, thing is easy. Yeah, I, well, I had I had four boys and one girl, Ooh. and and oh. so the Ooh. one girl, I would just shoot her a glance, and it, that would be it. It would never happen again, you know. But yeah, the I boys, got, not, you know, my oldest is fifteen, and and I got an eight and a seven year old, and like you said, Tommy, that the the threat thing, the, the shooting the glance, it works like a charm. Mm. The problem is the emotional fragility that goes with those everyday scenarios. A friend doesn't yeah. call, uh, oh, you know, yeah. they didn't get invited somewhere. This, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a, it, it really is more so than like you said, like the threat thing, the, the, the eye look or the deep voice, it works every time for the negative, but there's so much positive you have to build in there. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to treat uh, your daughter, when whenever it comes to things like that, you have to treat her like a rose petal. You have to be very gentle. With it. But yeah, but she true. has to but she has to understand that there's a sternness as well. So there there definitely has to be that yin and yang when it comes to dealing with a daughter that you don't necessarily have to have with a boy. Uh, with a boy, it can be all like, "Hey, bro, you know, like I'm gonna kick your ass now, and we're gonna, you know, like whatever. We're gonna go outside, and we're gonna wrestle for the next hour." And I'm going to throw you around and you're going to give me a bloody lip and I'm going to, you know, give you a bloody lip and we're all going to have fun. Like, that's fine. But you can't do that with a girl necessarily. Um, unless you, unless you have a tomboy, which my daughter, she was kind of tricky because she would, she would fight with the boys, but she acted like a girl. So that was a little tricky. Yeah. My, my middle one's going to be that way. My middle one's my tomboy. She, I call her my MMA star. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, she wasn't even a tomboy. She was very, very girly, but she would kick the That's shit funny. out of her brothers. There it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you do that's uh, this one thing, man. Like, but you, but that was something you could get away with at that point in time too. When I was raising my kids, like yeah. I remember one time, one of her brothers pushed her down, and I was like. Do you want to be a fucking faggot? Because that's how you become a faggot. And he, like, he stopped, you know? <laughs> Sorry, Drew. You're good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, I mean, but you well, that's how you talk to boys, right? Right. They, they my my uh my youngest two, they're only a year apart, so they're really close. They're and and they went to Sadie Hawkins this year and they sent me a picture, and they're both wearing identical shirts and ties. And so I just took the picture and I put it through the meme app and I just put fag across it and sent it back to him. You know, <laughs> but you can talk to your boys that way. That's how you deal with boys. You know, like you're just like, oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Cause you got to teach them to be thick skinned. They can't be little pussies. That's a, that's kind of, yeah. yeah. I, you, know? I, you can't argue that. Like, you know, I didn't have that option with my dad. Like he was like, no, you, you get a job, you be a man, you know, like someone hits you or like, it was a big thing where like I was looking after my little brother 
every time we went out. So if someone went after my little brother and I didn't protect him, I got in trouble for it. And that yeah. was just the way it was. That was there were no questions like, no, you're the oldest. You're the one there. You protect him. You take care of him. And you take the hits that he can't. And that's yeah, or if, you get, if you get in a fight and you lose the fight, you get in trouble. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you're like, if I you get in yeah. a fight and it's like, if I lose this, my dad's going to whoop my ass. Like, I got to win. I, there's no, if I'm going to engage in a fight, I better win because if I don't, my dad's going to whoop my ass. Well, and it so I'm not only going to get, yeah. I'm not only going to get my ass whooped out here in front of all my friends. I'm going <laughs> to get my ass whooped at home too. And I don't want either. So like, I it teaches you it how to be really respectful because all of a sudden you start looking at it going, all right, I don't want to get my ass beat in front of my friends today and then have to go home and explain to my dad how I didn't want to fight. Yeah, so exactly. you start looking at people and you go, you know what? I'm not going to try you this time, man. I'm not sure that I can win. I'm yeah, just today's not away. the day. And, today's learned, not the day. Yeah. and that's, I think that was like essentially with my dad, like the lesson that he was trying to teach me was like, look, you got to be tough and you got to be strong. But you also got to understand when to walk away and when the fuck to fight. You have to be smart. Right. right? And learn that lesson early and learn it hard and learn it to the point where like it actually hurts so that you never forget it. Because too many times I've seen kids, you know, like they, they don't get they're not getting that sort of parenting where it's like, yo, you need to understand that at some point in your life, you're going to have to fight for something. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing, where you're going, what it is. It might not be physical. It might be mental. It might be emotional. It might be professional. It doesn't fucking matter. Someday you're going to have to fight for something. You better be fucking tough enough to do it. And then and then you get tough enough and you beat some kid's ass and your mom grabs you by the ear and drags you through the apartment <laughs> complex and makes you apologize for beating his ass. <laughs> and it, uh, that almost hurts yeah. worse than your ad wh dad whooping your ass. You're like, I can't win for losing here. You know, <laughs> Dude, do, you guys, do you guys think do you guys think that, that societally that stems from like the fact that like it seems like nobody has a bigger purpose anymore. And I'm not even speaking specifically about religion. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it seems to me like when people have like a higher purpose or, or something, they believe in something bigger than themselves, whatever it is, whether it's, a, you know, a patriotism with the nation, whatever it might be. But, you know, as we strip away a lot of the bullshit that goes with some of that stuff, which I think is good, you know, it seems like we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater maybe a little bit. And, and when there's nothing higher than yourself to believe in, it seems like it's a lot easier to just not ever stand up for anything. Does that make yeah, sense? Because, well, yeah, yeah. Well, first. it's because, because equity is the highest purpose, right? And so if everything is equal, if everyone is equal, if there's no hierarchy – if there's no competence that will put you on a higher level, then there's there's nothing to fight for. There's nothing to struggle for. You're just existing. I'm gonna throw it out there. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's always like this. I mean, we're, we're no different. Our 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 grandparents or our great grandparents, whoever the greatest generation was for us, it, it was no different. I mean, yes, we have different things that we have to deal with. There's more government, but whatever. It's all the same. There were the same type of people back then that there are today that you don't like. They were then, they they were they conformed to the group. It was always 
a group thing is always thing. I mean, you watch these videos of people standing up in an eye doctor's place because of a buzzer went off. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's built into us. I mean, all of this stuff, all the stuff that we are dealing with today, is built in, and it's just that. And that's where tradition and all that stuff kind of comes back. Is like we'll we'll wander, we'll wander. It's like okay, we went too far. Now we have to come back to a spot. All we're doing right now is just coming back to a spot. That's what life is now because it's changing so much. We're, a lot of people are going back to tradition, going back to religions and stuff like that because the world is changing so much so fast that we need a good home base to start off with. That's a good what's anchor. happening. Yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah. what it is. It's like when people go uh, uh, scuba diving in caves. You have that rope. Yes, you can go explore, but go, make sure you know where that rope is before you go on uh, Oh, so, that was, damn, Jerry, that was nice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what we're at right we now. We got that recorded. <laughs> oh, fuck. Smell the I forgot that we're recording. That's going to be the tweet tomorrow, boys. Motherfucker. <laughs> that's going to be the subject tomorrow. God damn it. You just fucked yourself, buddy. I know, man. I that appreciate really... the encouragement so much. Thanks, BK. God damn it. I'm so fucking angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe i gave you that's a fucking that's a softball <laughs> but yeah it's, it, there's nothing new it's this happens all the time there's it's it, so what we do is we just solve new problems and understand that these people will always exist and we just have to keep moving forward yeah they're that's always it. the patterns and symbols never stop yes. the, those those patterns never stop you can <laughs> You can look at this as our generation's flood to to an extent, Tower right? Of Babel. Or Tower of Babel, exactly. I was that's where I was going to go next. You can see, like, I read a book um, a while back, and it was called "In Our Own Image," and it was talking about making AI uh, a conscious AI. And I'm like, if you made an AI with a with a consciousness, it would kill humanity. That I mean, mm. that was like ultimately like what it boiled down to, because humanity is so fallen, it's so flawed that it would be trying to perfect the the existing creatures, and therefore it would just kill us all off. And so, yeah, it, it's a Tower of Babel situation. See, I got I'm gonna go the other route on this one. <clears throat> I'm gonna be the contrarian right here. I think that uh -oh. if we develop AI. Wait, hold on. It's going gonna, it's gonna to recognize. <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stay in your <laughs> lane, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, got, I, got, I, I think that if we develop AI and, uh, it, you know, like that consciousness that you're just talking about, uh, Tommy, I think it's going to keep humanity around as long as possible because it, like, uh, a computer system or something written so pristine and so concise is never going to have the random stupidity that humanity has. And I think that a computer system would recognize the importance of the stupidity that we provide and want to keep it around. But what it, my, my thought is on this and, and from reading the book is what do you get whenever you have a human, a conscious human being with no, emotion you get um you get a psychopath yeah that's true you do get sociopaths but i they, like 
my argument would be that the computer's smarter than the human sociopath, so it wouldn't it, it would recognize the importance of have you ever have you ever heard of Ted Kaczynski? Can a computer be <laughs> yeah. smarter than that? <laughs> of course. Everyone knows about Uncle Ted, man. Everyone knows about Uncle Ted. <laughs> Uncle Teddy. Who BK, who's the greatest philosopher in the last 50 years? Greatest philosopher in the last 50 years. Yeah, you were talking about it. Oh, Douglas Adams in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay, Just so no questions. What, nice. Who's what that? You, that's I, the I uh, Hitchhiker's not, I, Guide to the Galaxy author. Oh, okay. I, I haven't read that, so. Thank oh you. man, dude, you gotta you gotta get a copy, dude. It's definitely a treat. It really treats humanity exactly how it should be treated. Yes. Oh, I'm afraid <laughs> now. So, the Earth. What, what what's the Earth? Well, the Earth is just a giant computer designed by uh, a group of other uh, interdimensional beings that wanted to answer the question of life, the universe, and everything. Okay, so the computer's already here, BK. That's yeah, we're. I mean, we're we're yeah, we yeah. are the computer, dude. We're the, like we're just the little nodes. Yeah, the 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 AI is already built in. the The universe will tell us when we do it right because we get rewarded, and then it. When we do things wrong, there's consequences. For so does that, I mean, essentially prove my point that the AI wants to keep us going? Well, no. Just, well, yes, I'll, no, it could be. Yes. But I'm just saying it's already built, right? Right. So uh, the more that we build machines, do they actually follow the universe or do they follow something that we put in? So is it some sociopath system? or That's where I'm going. Oh, that, yeah, okay, I see. It's, we already have the consequences of our life. And the thing is, get, there's also consequences for building AI. And we'll get to figure that out, too, in the next 20, 30 years. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. The, well, no, the universe I mean, will teach us. Uh, and the thing is, hopefully we won't all have to be forced to do the same thing because it, we need the fork. We need to have people doing separate things, different ways of doing it. Because if one of us gets it wrong when we went too far away from that cave rope, uh, we don't make it back. So right. that's that's what it is. That's the everything is good and evil. Um, it just depends on how we use it. So yes, AI could be good and useful and do a lot of cool stuff for us. Um, but so does the universe, and it does it for us. <laughs> I, I find it I find true. it amazing that in the last ten minutes we went from loving, compassionate disciplinarians to uh, <laughs> sociopathic AI. <laughs> Yeah, we're really, really hitting all the uh, sweet spots real quick. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also wondering why BK has never been on Paz's show right now. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Paz? I don't from from Timeline Earth. Oh man, I don't. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, X. Okay, yeah, that's. It's mainly because I don't really pay attention. Uh, that I don't know this. <laughs> Drew, yeah, hey. You Drew. and Paz would have a, an incredible conversation. I'll well, tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, send, like send me a uh, message who he is, and if I'm, I don't follow him, and at least talk to him, because dude's that cool. I mean, like, if he's fucking cool like I am, then I'm going to be able to talk to the dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love the humility. <laughs> it's, it's ever present, man. Ever present. It was so true. Dude, I just gotta say this much, man. I saw you got to the gun range today. 
Yes. I wanted to say congratulations. I'm so happy for you about Thanks, like man. all of the whole thing. Uh, you know, the whole process, dude, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's a trip guys, uh, rolling around with a rifle in my trunk and not having to worry about what would happen <laughs> if I got pulled over. You know what right. I mean? Like <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a good feeling. And, um, you know, I was talking to the guys before we started recording that, you know, this is really a crash course for me. I've never shot a rifle before today. So oh, man, yeah, today was, uh, Oh, how I, much fun did you have? Dude, <laughs> I said 70 rounds down range. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Once you start, dude, it's hard to stop. Yes, it is, man. That, that fucking barrel shroud was getting hot. I was like, man, maybe <laughs> I need to put it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I oh, man. That's so cool, dude. Like I said, I saw that and I just wanted to actually like, tell you just congratulations. So happy for you. Thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's a good feeling to have. Uh, I need to make it out there to Tuck's place, man, so I can get my hands on on that AR-10 that he said he's got. Oh man, I got two. I got two of them that you know of. That you know of. She had four. <laughs> the rest are in the bottom of the lake. I got you. <laughs> but uh, Tuck, where how you've seen technology progress quite a bit. And how was that? <laughs> Are you saying he's old? <laughs> oh, I went, oh, I we it. have I gone. It. I have gone from the age of the Model T to the Tesla, friends. So, <laughs> as 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 this progresses, right? As this ball continues to roll, like what what do you think that that will mean? Is it a detriment for for human progress, or is it? actually benefiting it, in the long run it, it, it look here's the deal it, it's like and i sound like joe biden here's the deal but it's right, um, here's the deal here's the deal uh, man it, it it's like with any other it's like with all other technology it's 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 how we embrace it it's how we use it i i, I said on uh you know on one of our other podcasts that you know nobody wants to go back to the 1800s as far as medical technology i don't you know, who does? I, who I, have right a, I would. I have a you know, feeling leeches work better than MRI. Yeah, well, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. So nobody wants to go back to that. To that, we. It's how we use it. It's how we embrace it. Um, it's how we view it. Uh, I don't see it as a bad thing. I, I, you know, I, I, I enjoy my technology. I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy electricity. I like it a lot. I like for the grid to stay up. We ran two days on the generator when a tornado went through, and I'm just telling you, you know, that was, uh, you know, keeping tending to that thing and all that. I, it makes you appreciate your land power. Um, yeah. So, you know, that that's my thoughts on it. I, I, it can be both. It can be a blessing and it can be a detriment, but it's all on how we how we use it. Yeah, yeah, it's, definitely, you, uh, it's definitely a double-edged sword for sure yes absolutely and it's like but look it's been like that you know to to go to what to what jay said nothing new under it, the sun nothing new under the sun you know i mean every technology is feared by one part of society and embraced by another part and but but that's how we progress that's how we progress now I'm, I have mixed emotions on the AI. There are a lot of aspects of it that I find very, very, very beneficial and very, 
for lack of a better word, very cool. But I can also see the other side of the coin and go, I can see how this might be a bad idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, Skynet. Right. You know, um, I mean, you know, the science fiction writers were more like prophets instead of science fiction writers. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just have to, it's, everything's cautionary uh, to me. It's like, yeah, that's uh, that that on paper and everything that sounds like a good idea, but in practical practice, let's uh, you know, let's 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 err to the side of caution with some of this stuff. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, don't tear down a fence unless you know why it was built. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's tradition, right? You don't want to tear down tradition. That's conservatism. Um, well, yeah, let I, let people go explore, look, but we need people to hold the down the boat and the the fort while you go out and explore, right? Sure. Yeah, and if you don't come back, then you know, okay, it was we'll find a different way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So exactly, it's, it's the balance of both, right? Right. Um, it is finding that ba- finding that balance is humanity's Achilles' heel. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> And bad we don't, you know, we, we, yes, they always will. They always have, uh, you know, uh, man's nature is not changed. The, the times change, the technology changes, the circumstances changes, but man's nature does not change. We're the same now as we were 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, whatever, whatever that your belief is. Mm. There's, you know, yeah. I think about, yeah. My belief system is is that wherever there's good, there's evil, and it's equal. <laughs> so well, I think I think about whenever I watch technology, I always think about the tree of good of good and evil, right? I'm always thinking yes. like it's like, and and the whole idea of not being ready for that technology, not being ready for that knowledge quite yet. So you'll see things <laughs> like. The, You'll you'll see the the nuclear weapon pop up before you get the nuclear reactor who that's providing power to people, you know. And it's yes. like yeah, you weren't quite ready for it yet. Yeah, it was you were right. you you figured it out, but you weren't quite ready for that technology. And that's what always kind of pushes me to the side of caution whenever it comes yes. to these things, yeah. like how much devastation is going to be experienced before humanity figures out a way to use these things for good. Well, it's, it's, you know, you can apply that across the board with pretty much anything that comes up new. I want to keep harping on it, but you know, you go back to a lot of our policies and things that we have in place, like go back to the Patriot Act. I always harp on the Patriot Act because it's one of the things that I hate. When it was brought in, it was all for the safety of, of, of everyone in the country right we were protecting yeah. ourselves but there yeah. was a certain sec there was a certain part of us that set back when it first started coming out and was voted in it was like how is this not going to be used against us mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know that's my that's my that's my approach when it comes to technology it's like that's great but how can someone use this uh you know when you always not you so good. Remember that you always have to remember H.L. Minkin's quote 
that man would prefer safety over liberty. Sure. We're seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're seeing it as much as we think we're seeing it. This is, this is something that I was like talking. I, I recorded with Nick Ashley last night and we were taught, we talked about this a little bit, right? The, the more I talk to normies, the, the people that aren't really paying that much attention, but they, but, but are affected on a daily basis, obviously by the policies. The more I realize they see something wrong here. If you look at the population increase and decreases, right? People are fleeing those safe havens like New York and California, and they're entering places like Texas and Florida that have more liberty. So there might be there might be a catch here. You know, like they they only respect safety for so long until they feel the oppression of their liberty or something like that. Like, but, but the thing about it is, is that I don't see there's, there's a certain few, but a lot of them haven't learned a damn thing from it. Well, there's a, there's also there's, the, now I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's all of them, but I'm saying there's, there's quite a large percentage of them that when they go from there, from point A to point B, they bring their point A problems to point B. Well, there's also been this like crazy, like kind of like cultural weaponization of individualism that's happened to where like this postmodern or critical theory has been injected into individualism. So you have this idea, like even here in Texas, I live in Southeast Texas. There are like nobody around here loves government in, by any stretch of the imagination. And you have this idea that they're afraid to speak up against the tyranny. And so the individualism has been utilized to such an extent that people don't even feel like they can gather together in such tribes to throw off tyranny. And that's something that's interesting to watch. Hmm. So like they're, they're afraid to, to uh, organize. Yeah. Cause they feel like they're alone. It's been like individualism has been so pushed down their throat. It's kind of like, oh, you want this? Okay, let me give you the extreme amount of this so that whenever like whenever it comes to me taking power, you feel like you are alone. And it's like this like any any idea taking taken to an extreme can be weaponized. And so the I think, and this is why I think the syndicalists are a little bit more in touch with human nature and the way to keep power in check. Not that I think all their ideas are right, but I think maybe they have the right idea about how to keep power in check because they're never alone, right? Whereas if you, if you bring individualism to its extreme, then you have a bunch of hermits acting as individuals alone without anybody to, to turn to, without okay. anybody to lean on. And so yeah. people believe that they are the only ones that feel this way. Like I had a guy, I was talking to a guy, and again, he's a normie. I'm not going to bring his name <laughs> up or anything like that. He, he doesn't even pay attention to news, but he just looked at me and he goes, ever since this whole COVID stuff started, I feel this weight on my shoulders and all I can think is I know this is bullshit, but here 
I'm gonna I'm gonna either have to get a vaccine, te be tested weekly, or I'm gonna have to quit. And I was like, dude, you're not the only one that feels that way. And he's like, really? And he, I'm like, yes. Every, there are so many people that felt feel that way. And then he goes around and he starts asking other people, and he realizes that over half of the store that I work for feels the exact same way he does. But all of them are scared into silence as if they are alone okay. in yep. this process. And well, so that's yeah. like, that's a weaponization of individualism. The individual doesn't even feel like they can speak because the it's the collective versus the individual. So everybody against that one person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a complete corruption and inversion of what individualism is supposed to be. Well, individualism, but there's you have to have more than just individualism. You have to have the power over your individual as right. well, right? I mean, right. That right. I want to teach my kids right. over the next year is to like push everything forward. Like it's not no. about today. It's about when we when we work. We're not working for today. Today sucks. There's nothing good about today. So everything Fuck that we today. do, <laughs> everything we do today is about uh, it's about tomorrow now, right? So every like right now, this this podcast. I mean, obviously, it's going to go out tomorrow, but it's <laughs> so it's it, about it, coming up with it's ideas. Literally about tomorrow. God, it's I hope about not. Tomorrow. But it's it's. Is there any way we can lose this? Yes. <laughs> it's oh, about getting together and pushing these ideas so people know have a destination in the future to go forward to. Um, same thing with like everything I do with my kids now is teaching them so they could be better when they're my age, right? Right. So and my job, I'm starting my own company. Why? So I could pass down a company to my kids so they don't have to worry about going through whatever new system is being built right now. They have something to go into and start working with. So everything I'm doing now is pushed into the future. And the moment I start pushing everything into the future, I am now more empowered today. I can yeah. go out and speak. I can go out and do stuff because one, I start my own company. I don't have to worry about getting fired in this collectivist company that was working, right? Right. So, and that's what we need. And we don't need all of them, but we just need people that were prepared. People well, this is why this is why I specified, and, and I, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying that individualism is bad, and I'm not saying that. No, I'm I saying, understand what you're saying. I'm saying I'm saying it's been perverted. It's been corrupted. <laughs> it's been inverted, and it's being weaponized against people who are not reading philosophy, who are not in touch right. with what it actually means, right? Which is which is the majority, right? Yeah. If you think about it, the majority of people, they're not engaged politically. They go out, may go out and vote, you know, once every four years. But for the most part, they don't know and they don't care. They just want to feed their family. They just want to go to work and be left alone. And in that idea that I'm going to do whatever it takes to take care of me and mine, and be left alone has been weaponized against them. It has been corrupted. It has been inverted. And therefore it is being utilized to such an extent with this COVID tyranny that they feel like they are completely alone in this. And I, I think my, I think my tweet that I put out, I was like individualized has been so has been weaponized so effectively that 
the majority that wants to throw off tyranny feels alone. Yeah, no, I get that. That's that's not even really that far fetched because you you do think like it, we do it all the time inadvertently kind of give a little bit to people that we know people you know like in conversation on we step back a little bit and do it because it's just comforting you know you don't want to break the mold too much you don't want to be just that right. asshole all the time but if that gets you know like you said when you weaponize it against the people who are like that who naturally like us who like we're all just like fucking do whatever you got to do man you know like i'm not going to involve you in my personal life if you turn that man like yeah you're tom you're right dude that is, that's an effective weapon right and I, I i trace it all back to like edward bernays and then rules for radicals right so if you read propaganda and you read rules for radicals then like you get an idea from those two books of mm. what's being utilized against us right now and then you can start kind of seeing through the veil that they've they've kind of like shaded you with right. and that's all i'm saying i'm not saying individualism is bad i think jay's right on about the purpose of being an individual and and the purpose of teaching your children individualism but as people have drifted away from reading philosophy and being engaged and just depending on the news and the, and the corporate press for their information, then they start to feel like, well, why, why do I, why do I think all this is bullshit whenever I'm being told that everything's on the up and up and Oh, look, 85% of the United States wants to get vaccinated. Why do I suddenly not? Why do I not want to get vaccinated? What's wrong with me now? Right. I can't now I can't have this conversation with my coworker or my neighbor because I'm alone. I'm one of 15% among 330 million people. And that's not, I don't think that's realistic. I think it's propaganda. I mean, we know these people spend trillions of dollars every year to propagandize not only the United States, but, but foreign countries. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's not hard to imagine and to see that they started taking these ideas of individualism and they said, okay, how can we flip that? How can we flip the script and, and make these people feel ashamed of being individuals, which is, what, which is what they've always tried to do. And it's what they're trying to do to our children, which is why, you know, BK is experiencing with, with his son wanting to wear the mask all the time. Cause he's being shamed for not being part of the collective for being an individual, but are, it's individuals that create Tesla. It's individuals that write Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. It's individuals that do these wonderful things. It is not the collective. So as, as fathers, like how can we best defeat that propaganda? Like how can we best still instill individualism uh, in our children without, you know, that, uh, ulterior motive on behalf of the collective, you know, taking, taking a foothold. Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it would be showing them some of the great works of history and explaining to them how that one person did this, you know, right. right how Dostoevsky wrote the idiot or crime and punishment or how, you know, Tesla 
made such big influences and big or Benjamin Franklin was this inventor, you know, like, like start talking to him about these individuals, start showing them the power of the individual and of innovation that comes from the individual, because it wasn't the United States government that created the light bulb. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah right. No, I, I wrote down four different things that <laughs> I'll shut I, up now. I'm sure sh- I've been, I've been <laughs> ranting. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to mute and listen. So I had an awesome moment with my oldest son earlier this year. Uh, he was kind of, there's a new kid and they were all making fun of him. I could tell that he was on the, the side that where the group was kind of picking on the new kid. And I was like, dude, you can't, you can't follow the group. Let me show you how it's built in, right? So, like, I, I already brought up the idea of uh, people standing because of a buzzer, and I showed them that video. It's like, look at, look how these are adults, and they don't even know that they're they're falling for this. Adults don't know that much, and he's and he had this reaction. He's like, oh, wait, what? Adults don't know what they're doing. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, boom. It's like, you know what? That was one of the things I wish somebody would have taught me as a kid. Not the adults oh, yeah. in the room don't know what they're doing. Mm. So it's yeah. like we need to have these moments right now where, where it's like, okay, the, the things that is like, man, I wish my dad would have taught me or my mom would have taught me this this moment. And that moment is and that was one of us like adults don't know what they're doing. So if the, if you teach them, it's like, hey, guess what? People are kind of stupid. You you'll pay attention. It's like maybe I shouldn't follow the crowd. Um, yeah. The other thing is like the grocery store on the corner. Why was that there? It's not there because it's supposed to be, right? Somebody is like, you know what? I'm going to go try this. And if it works out, it works out. And the reason that it's there is because it did work out, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that you see around us is because somebody tried something. And it wasn't because somebody planned something. It was because somebody tried something. And then one of the last things I really want to try to teach my son is – I remember like going through, it was like, we do math and science. It's like, man, everybody's already discovered everything, right? Uh, they already figured out the Pythagorean theorem a long time ago. There's nothing left for me to go out and explore. We've already explored it. I mean, they, there's, there's, no, there's no discovery left. But the thing is, there's so much stupid little easy things out there that we need to figure out how to do. And with the new technologies, it just means there's even more for us to understand. So those three things, it's like, don't listen to the adults. They don't know what they're doing. All the stuff that was here wasn't because the adults planned it. It was because somebody tried it and it worked out. And the last thing is just, there's a way more to discover. So go ahead and figure it out. So, and it's all pushing things to the future, right? Um, hey, when you're growing up, you're going to have to rebuild this. You're going to have to be the one that goes out there and tries it and does this stuff because nobody else is if you're sitting around watching. So, and that's how you build the individualism to go out and do stuff, but you also have to build the world around them so they can do it. And then we ourselves, like we're doing right now, we need to stand up and go, Hey, you're not the only ones. Hey, silent majority. We could do this. Right. Fucking Christ. This is the best fucking Ted talk I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that, I, dude, you're I, not I, wrong I, at all at anything. Like fucking nailing it. I'm giving Jay a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what it is. Right now, the silent majority is like something isn't right, and it's weird how intuition works. I mean, like I said, the kids are crazier at school. 
there's they they're intuiting that the world is crazy. That's why they can't be controlled. Um, they also understand that the system is kind of ending, and there's something new. And so, why should I pay attention? So let's take that energy. Let's find people that are good at speaking in front of other people, and then let's, let's find the silent majority. Yeah, make that turn that energy into productivity. Because it's already there. I mean, this isn't the first time. Um, yeah. There's places that are burning down. Let's, let's not even worry about them. Walk away. Don't even turn your back to it. Other one. Turn back to look at it. Just let them burn. And then as they're burning, we're building new things. That's it. And we have to show our kids that, hey, these new things have to be built. We don't know what the answers are. So we need you to figure them out, too. I, I vote Jay for Monarch. <laughs> oh. Democracy, monarchy. Who said I believe in democracy? <laughs> you just said vote. Well, that's because that's what everybody else wants. <laughs> what What about you, other guys, man? What 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 y'all pick up over this last year? Not everybody at once. Now, oh. come on. <laughs> That's that's a loaded one, dude. Because there's a lot of things that I picked up that started negative and turned positive. Like <clears throat> just the entire like you watch everything go to shit and be and question why the why it's going the way it's going, and then get proven right every time when things happen like that. It makes me like this last year's proven to me that I've got a really good grasp of being objective about how the world works. And that's so, you know, like, I don't know if you guys ever kind of think about that, but like re like reaffirmation of being right and consistent and objective is a really nice thing. And this last year did that for me. Cause I was like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And all that shit happened. And now like not only do you feel that sense of like yeah I'm a fucking badass but <laughs> you also get the you know like you also earn the trust of the people that are closest yeah. to you because all of a sudden you now you know like my parents my uh you know my brother my wife uh just everyone that's close to me now when I say things they're like okay wait a tick maybe we should fucking listen and they're all starting to shift now and they're all starting to think about it just different. And they're, I'm trying to turn them as far as I can to anarchist, but I'm getting pretty much libertarian from all of them, but it's because I'm just pointing out like, Hey, listen, you know, like I'm not saying this because I'm crazy. And you know, like how many times is fucking, what's that dude's name? The crazy bastard, uh, the gay, gay frogs. Dude. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Dude, how many fucking times has that dude been right in a year? Like, at some point, everyone's got to step the fuck back and be like, all right, you know what? This dude was right. But that's what I gained from. Oh, have I, have I shown you my Alex, jo Alex Jones was right jar? It's no. full of coins. <laughs> no, dude, that's the thing, though, is that like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those. Love that meme. It's one of those cool <laughs> things about this last year. Like, you know, you talked about what you've learned and what you haven't learned. What I have learned in like in the good sense the proper sense is that like i've got a good perspective right now because i've been right and i've been accurate on this shit so now i can sit back and trust my judgment which sometimes you question you know like you always yeah. be checking on yourself and making sure that you're being 
a decent person and not just letting yourself go. You know, it's, it's, you yeah. take that you take that exactly the opposite way I do. I was uh I was at my aunt's uh, funeral the other day, well a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And and my cousin walked in and he gave me a big hug and and my other cousin said, "Hey man, I hadn't seen you in a while. What you been up to?" And my mom's like, "Tell him what you've been doing." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's no big deal. I've been podcasting, writing, doing all this stuff." And um and the cousin that gave me a hug turned to my other cousin and he goes, yeah, and he's been right about everything. He was tell, he was saying in, he was saying in 2019 what we were going to experience in 2021, and I just felt like co- totally demoralized because I was like, yeah, I was right, and nobody fucking cared. Okay, you know, yep. you know like yep. so, so I kind of take it the opposite way of you because like nobody listened when it fucking mattered. That, now no, here we are in sense. the middle of this shit. Yeah. So a lone voice crying in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like the boy crying wolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you got to see something come well, one of the things I've been wilderness. one of one of the things I've been well, talking about for like almost two years now is ESG scores. Right? And nobody else is talking about it. And it just drives me crazy. Yeah, I'm like, wait, no, like this is a big deal. This is how they're going to affect your banking. This is how they're going to attack you financially. This is a huge ordeal, and nobody wants to talk about it. And I'm just like, all right, yeah. like whatever. It shows also that our social scores are have value to it more so than ever before. It can be quantitized. So understanding that now AI and all this technology that we're being built we now have a new currency that is way more valuable than other older currencies. If they're trying to regulate it, that means there's value to it. So that means if there's value to it, that means we can use it in our own way too. So if they say, well, screw it, you can't get a loan at our bank anymore. Well, guess what? Now we have a whole bunch of people that need to get loans that have awesome credit scores because they failed this other credit score. So... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went. I went to a local credit union for a reason, but <laughs> so so it's not like I haven't taken my own actions. It's just I I hate that that people aren't aren't talking about it. Like I'm not a big name. I you know I'm just some podcaster at the Libertarian Institute. Like I'm just some dude. Like there are guys out there that could be talking about this much more regularly that just don't talk about it. Uh, no, it's it's a big deal. They're going to try to form us and collectivize us. But the thing is, <laughs> with all new technologies, they're probably going to fail a whole bunch at it. So as they're failing, that allows us to go, well, look at the value of your social credit. They, they hate you so much. Use that. Come over here. Use it for uh, good things. Get people behind you. Yeah you are now a mouthpiece that people want because you could tell because <coughs> you have the low score over here. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. The more likely the, the more they hate you, the more likely I am to do business with you. I deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it creates a different world now. And now we get the fork and it's just like the whole Bitcoin versus uh, Bitcoin cash, the world uh, splits and we get to see who, who does it better, who, who has a better system, who is more efficient and gets the most stuff done. 
yes, it sucks, but it's the good and evil part. Right? Well, you describe it, you describe it like the agorist dream. Why not? So here it is, uh, permaculture. Every everything's an opportunity. Yep, permaculture. You take the problems and make them solutions. Right. Mm. We we have a problem. All right. So let's turn it around and start using it in our own direction. Become the water. Right. Oh, like fucking Bruce Lee shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Damn. <laughs> next level conversation right here, man. This is this is good stuff, man. This this is how this is how you parent. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. No, I'm <clears throat> I'm a firm believer that if you're gonna be a good parent, you should actually make sure your kid watches Bruce Lee movies. And I will sure. fucking I will die on that fucking hill. Oh, I was gonna. I was. I was. I was just saying, if you're gonna be a good parent, you should talk nonsense that your kid will only understand if they've taken shrooms. But (laughs) all right, well, no, I'm just playing. I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, listen. Like the the problem is, is like I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking right now because this shit's being recorded. (laughs) I will say this much, man. It would be fucking hilarious to see a little five-year-old tripping on mushrooms. Because they're already crazy as fuck anyway. But could you imagine? You know what's going to happen, though? They'd probably be exactly the same. That's what being a five-year-old is. That would be fucking... That'd be even more crazy. Because then you'd be like, what the fuck? Especially if you're tripping with them. They'd be like, wait, why aren't you tripping, bitch? (laughs) These are are legitimate things that, like, I know I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying, but, like, no one one in their right mind is going to say that wouldn't be hilarious. No, no, absolutely not. That'd be hilarious as hell. Just be funny as hell, man. Just, can't just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> little kid just walking around. It's it's already going to be out tomorrow that BK is advocating for five-year-olds to take psychedelic shrooms. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I heard that he was already feeding them to him. We're fixing to dox your ass, buddy. <laughs> I, was, I was about to vote for Jay, but now I'm leaning towards BK. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you might have to edit that part out. What? <laughs> Someone's going to call like Child Protective Services or some shit. <laughs> like, this motherfucker's famous kid Marshall. Like, dude, no, I'm just saying it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a thought it was, it was a thought just, yeah like listen it, i was just thinking about it it's not you know but all we need is that little 10 second snippet of you saying how funny you think it would be to get five-year-old shrooms <laughs> and then it's just all over oh dude it's a wrap and that's i mean that's something that like is really fucked up is it if someone didn't you know like we someone i one of you guys mentioned like doxing just a second ago but like realistically what if you did do that like if you didn't like somebody you could take that little snippet of what i just said and cut it and give my information and but kind of we aren't we already seeing haven't we already seen that that's that's just that's a fucking crazy concept is like you know you talk about like individual rights and you know the amendment rights that we have that we're supposed to be protected from the government. The fact of the matter is, is like that shit could legitimately get me in trouble. And yeah. that's fucked up right now because it's just words and it's just a joke. 
but this fucking like this society right now is so strung like like strung out on uh like the bullshit i guess i don't know the woke it's not even the woke it's just the fact that like everybody yeah maybe the bureaucracy is a better one it's just so specific that like you feel uncomfortable talking now yeah it's a it's a totalitarianism right it's 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 we're all feeling it and this is why i'm saying about the normies like they feel alone like we we have each other we kind of we're involved in this world right but like your average joe that isn't involved in in twitter and involved in what, what, what? podcast <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah and, and that's what i that's what i'm talking about whenever i was talking about like the people that feel so alone the weaponization of the individual it's i'm talking about your average guy who feels afraid to say something and uh, eventually just feels like they have no choice but to go along to get along. <coughs> I have a book up here um, above my head. It's called um, Ordinary Men, right? I don't okay. know if y'all have ever read that. Nope. You should read I have it. the same book sitting on my nightstand. It, it's a great book, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So far. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, like what the, what the entire thing is, it's, it's kind of like a sociological study about what it what it took to get regular blue collar guys to participate in Nazi war, war crimes and it was the fear that they were going to be the other and that's kind of what we're dealing with at this moment in time right we're dealing with people that are afraid to be outcast to be outside of their normal spectrum outside of the bubble outside of society for if they speak up and and that's kind of like the 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 whole situation because humans are tribal they want to be part of that tribe and yeah it takes it takes somebody who's well read well like really dedicated and understands what's going on to say wait 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 this is fucking wrong because you're not saying this is fucking wrong for the other podcasters to join you. You're saying this is fucking wrong. So average people can hear you and say, okay, I'm not the only one that feels that way. And that's what you're looking for. It's a hard thing to find sometimes, man. It always happens all the time. Like, like you said, we are tribal. This is built in it. Back in the day, if we got kicked out of the tribe, that was a huge ordeal because mm-hmm. now we're by ourselves. Now we have right. to go build our own fort. We gotta secure our own food, drink our own water. Like you gotta fight off to- you gotta fight off lions by yourself. Like, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that giant snowstorm that just came through. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's 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 really built like we are we are not Wolverines out in the Canadian north, right? Um at the same time, no, no, no. Not. <laughs> we are not Josh Bear no. out there in the the, the Alberta North. <laughs> um, that dude's awesome. <laughs> but uh, we aren't ants either, right? I mean, we aren't like, just mindless drones that yeah. act more like an organism than we do individuals. 
so there is this this game that we have to play and and there's rules so when we're at this level there's the right ways of doing it and the wrong ways of doing it and that's what we've been trying to write down throughout all of history is the right ways and the wrong ways right Um, and the thing is if people are actually doing it wrong they're like hey we're turning us too much into ants we're going to fail like things will collapse things will fall apart that's the way it is so the the way is always we have to build forward and keep going even as people screw up right because we can't do it the wrong way because the universe will say nope sorry you guys have to fall apart now and fight and burn everything down it's just the way it is so and that's all we're seeing now it's the same thing people are, are trying too much they're they're trying too much with mandates um the places that you wouldn't expect people to get out on christmas day and protest europe they're all over the place right they get pushed into the 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 corner farther than we did at least we had other states that we could move to they had nowhere to go so they were protesting on christmas day right that was the difference it it, it will collapse when they do it wrong and that's why we have to keep finding ways to build it the right way yeah yeah, we, we, we have to keep speaking up. And and just because like just because I get a little black pilled every once in a while and I'm like, oh Jesus, they just figured out I was right from three years ago doesn't mean I'm gonna stop. You know? It's like, okay, well, maybe they'll listen tomorrow. Maybe maybe they'll listen in two weeks. You know, it's whatever. You just gotta keep it could be twenty keep. years from now. Right. Right. Exactly. It could, it could be after we're gone, and that—that's the worst part about being a, a maybe a prophet is that you might not even know that you were right. Right. At, at least right now, it's like you were going through all this stuff, this prophecy for the last five, ten years of your life, and you were right. At least it's like okay, at least I was doing something right. At least I know I, the direction I was going was the right direction, and people are starting to follow me in that same direction. So if other people are following you, then. We just need to keep making more and more paths back to us. Yeah, we just got to keep watching the patterns because the patterns are going to keep repeating themselves, you know. And so we just got to keep keep trucking, man. It's and and you know, pass down the knowledge to your children. You know, uh, pass pass it down and teach them to do the same thing because it may not be our generation that gets us out of this. This may continue into their generation, you know, and just you just have to have some sort of faith that you have the ability to pass down the right information and the wisdom in order for your children to survive. Okay, what like I'm writing a list of what are things that you wish you understood as a kid that you do now? Like if you go back, what what is that list? The number one thing is that. It doesn't matter how old somebody is. Most of them have no fucking clue what they're talking about. So adults have no idea what they're doing. Awesome. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, it's probably close to mine too, man. Really, yeah. it's one of the uh, biggest ones. It's so huge. And, and like I said, my my son. Had I was I was in my I was in my mid thirties before I realized that. I was like, yeah. oh wait, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So everybody that was telling me what to do had no idea what the hell they were doing. No, and like you hear certain people's like, oh, I was always your belt. I knew that teachers were were BS and stuff. I didn't. I was an idiot. I I, I listened to everything. I was the kid that 
the autistic kid that raised his hand for every question because I knew the answer. Like that huge thing is like, hold on. I could have been sidestepping and going learning stuff beyond what they were teaching me because I just assumed this is the way it was supposed to go, right? Mm. Yeah. Another thing I wish I would have done that I didn't do was going uh, go to college and study uh, Greek mythology. Uh, I, I feel like it, it had more than just an interesting story that it was very much more related to human nature than I realized whenever I felt the pull to do it instead of going in and, and working for a living, I, I should have followed that initial instinct to study that. Yeah. There's been a real lack of like Greek mythology, like with the Netflix generation of shows. And I always thought that was weird because it's like, now we have this platform that we could actually tell the full story. And nothing is coming out of that genre at all. Yeah, no, I agree. But hey, guys, I'm gonna pop off, man. I'm really hungry. My wife's been cooking. It's uh, it's time for us to eat. So I, am, I, man. I appreciate you having me on, Drew. I really enjoyed this. I'm sorry I hijacked your show. I feel like I kind of took over as those. Nah. But- it's all part of it, man. It's all part of it, brother. It's part of being a podcast host regularly. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like let's talk about what I want to talk about. So right. we kind of went off the rails here, but I really appreciate all of you. And I hope to be in touch with all of you again and have some of you on my show here <laughs> really soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks, Tommy. All right. Well, it was great talking to y'all. Y'all have a good evening and we will talk later. All right. See you, brother. Bye. But yeah, on the, uh, so like for, for me, like where, where I'm at with it is seeing just science itself change, right? Like, you know, I remember as a kid, like certain things that were absolutes, like, okay. Um, you know, medically, uh, I can't even think after 30 some odd years of being on this planet, you know, you see narrative change, science change, the medical community change on certain things. And I think that it was, if I would have been told at a young age, the parents or the adults don't know what they're doing. I don't think I could have received it uh, as well as I have by just watching many, many instances of that. Right. So I failed a lot of classes in college. And I would have to take them again. And the reason I, because I was an idiot, I just wouldn't go to class. But when I'd have to take it again, it, it just came quicker. Like, like I just understood it and then I would ace the class. Even though it, I didn't try any harder, I should probably try less. Um, and so that idea was like, okay, we're going to put this pattern in your head. You might not understand how this pattern works right now. Come back to it. And when you come back to it again, it's like, oh, I see this everywhere in the world. So, yes, I mean, that's and that's why we teach our kids over and over, like the same lessons. Why um, the the Revolutionary War is taught like three times growing up when we're kids, like third grade, sixth grade and then senior year. Right. Right. There's it. it, It's repetitive. And and that's where we're at. It's just like we just have to get that idea in their brain and then come back to it and see if they're if it, they picked up on it. 
And then once oh, your okay. left, once your left brain sees the pattern, then it can't stop seeing the pattern. So that's what it is. It's, it's you got your left brain that sees the patterns that it understands. The right brain sees everything. So once you get your left brain to see the pattern, then it could go back through all the stuff in your right brain. You go, oh, there it was. There it was. It's like watching uh, uh, The Sixth Sense. It's like, oh, wow, that's what happened. Then you watch it again. It's like, oh, yeah, there he is. Not being a ghost, he can't go through the door. Oh, there he is. Only He's only talking to what's-his-face, right? So, like, once that pattern's built in your head, then you can go back and then you can't, you can't see it again. You can't stop seeing it again. So... That's why you do it. Right on. Hey, Tuck, you got what? what's something that you wish you would have known when you were a kid? <laughs> you know, you know, here. No, I'm here. Um, you know, I, I, I have to be on the opposite side of saying the adults, the adults, as far as in my life. Now, I know you guys are probably talking about teachers and instructors and those kinds of things, yes. but the, the, the adults in my life, I see it the exact opposite. I wish I'd listened more and paid more attention to what they had to say. I, I, I was always more of a mind of you can learn a whole lot more by listening than you can by talking all the time. And some of my best, some of my best lessons were spent on a sitting sitting on a feed sack at a country store listening to all the old timers talk about life experience and you know those guys were some real philosophers they were smart yep so yeah, i know some of the best I, lessons I, I learned were the same way like I, uh, I, oh go ahead sorry talk no i mean I wished I would have, <clears throat> there are a lot of things that I wished I'd have paid attention to. Self-sufficiency is one of those things. I'm having to relearn and rediscover things that we've been doing for thousands of years. Things that my grand, I'm, I'm only, I'm only two generations removed from it. And I, I kick myself for not paying attention to a lot of what they were trying to teach me when they were here. Now I have so many questions um, and I'm having to rediscover a lot of it. And, you know, that's my biggest regret uh, uh, right now as it stands, because, you know, that's kind of my goal is to kind of be more self-sufficient here. I, I know I'm not going to ever be 100% where I'm at. There's no, ma look, you all were talking about individualism and that's all great. I, I'm, very pro individualism, but I also understand that no man is an island. Also, you you, you know, uh, even the best mountain man had to trade. He had to trade. He had to come out of the mountains and he had to trade once a year. <laughs> you know, he had to yep. get those supplies. He had to do those things. He had to build that system, and we have to have that. And so, you know, that's what I look for in our community here locally is to try to find to build that system and and the, the old folks knew how to do that they had that uh my, my great-grandmother was a midwife you know okay. she delivered children i have a list of the children that she delivered written in her own hand <laughs> i found in a bible that was given <laughs> to me crazy. one of her bibles that was given to me 
that was given to me. It is a list. She says, my babies. And, and, and they're people that are old enough to be my grandparents, you know, mm. that, that she helped deliver, wow, but she raised two so gardens. She raised, yeah, she raised two gardens. She, you know, <clears throat> they had hogs, they had dairy cows, they had all these things. And, but also too, she would take milk and butter and she would take eggs and she would take these things and she would trade at the local store, which was just three miles, four miles down the road and trade for things that she couldn't produce like sugar, mm-hmm. you know, salt, those things. But that's the stuff that I wish I'd paid attention to coming up that I'm having to rediscover now. And that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing. I know it's, I know it's sounds kind of simple, but um, you know, there's some traditions and things that are worth hanging on to. Yeah. I don't think that sounds so. simple at all, man. I mean, that's I'm relearning how to garden right now. You know, like uh, I know my grandparents wow. did it. My mom's side of the family, they're all farmers and ranchers. Like that shit is that's that's been the way of life for them for yeah a long ass time. Uh, and now I'm sitting here going, okay, how can I do this? What can I, you know, like trying to relearn the stuff that I wish now I had learned when I uh, like remembered and paid attention to when I was younger. And yeah, I'm like, man, I wasted a lot of time doing some dumb shit when I could have actually been like getting my shit together, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, I think in, and also, you know, and we talked about in the beginning of the episode about like, having a higher purpose and, and and things like that, like that life is not bread of consumerism, right? Like, you know, you, no. you, you make the butter, you know, in order to get it's, the other things, you, you have your yeah. needs met, but it's, it's bread and survival, right? It's, it's sustenance. It's bread and survival. You have to yeah. do these things to live. You have to do these things. So your family will live. And, you know, that's a whole other motivation right there. That's a whole other motivation. Well, and, you know, Drew, like you, you mentioned the term consumerism. That's kind of an interesting uh, dynamic now in my mind. Because there's a lot of people who literally just purchase everything that they need every day. Yeah. 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 And... And then there's a, a, like another subsection of people who actually create some of the stuff that they need. And then there's the people doing everything that they need on their own. And I think that if we could shift that so that everybody, you know, like you want to ter- talk about like equality, I think it would be fantastic if everyone learned small little things to do to take care of themselves, you know, so they weren't reliant. You know, like sure. everyone should know how to garden and, you know, like talk, like we were talking about, like relearning these things that we should have never forgotten or should have been taught to begin with. Cause man, like I live in the middle of the city right? and I'm still putting it, like, I'm still eating vegetables that I grew this summer, even though I lost my garden beds twice to my new puppy, <laughs> um, you know, like right. I still maintained it. I still did it. And I think that that's something that, like, if everybody just yeah. just knew a little bit about, man, it'd be so much easier. Things would be so much like more efficient. Well, yeah, like you can on a quarter on a quarter acre of land, 
you can actually grow enough crops to feed you and your family for a couple months a year. And that's going to save sure. you money and it's going to teach you shit and you're going to learn, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, it, and it's also kind of a, I don't know, man, if you guys do like the grounding techniques or anything like that, but there's something that can be said about getting skin to dirt contact, right? Like, yeah, sure. Dude, there's something I know all about, about that. Yes, sir. Oh, dude. When you when you walk away with your hands dirty, like you feel good about yourself. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't give a fuck what like who you are. No, that's right. You're you right. walk away from something and your hands are dirty. You're like, I just did a job. That's it. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's even more. Uh, there was some guy who's messing around with this. He's like, he has robots plant a field. He has a elderly couple plant a field and he has uh, children plant a field okay and supposedly he's noticed that the the machine that plants the the field it it doesn't bring up that much nutrients the, really yeah but the the child yeah. that does it it brings up all the nutrients in the world and then the elderly couple it tends to bring up nutrients that they might be deficient in and there's this weird connection there i don't know if it's true ah. or not but just that idea it's like you go out and plant your food, your food will feed you. Yeah. And that <clears throat> is a huge thing to think about that, uh, that how well nature adapts. I have everything. noticed, I have, Did we lose them? I think we lost them. Did we lose them? Oh man! And you know that was another one of those oh, yeah. top moments of straight. Like, yeah, man. I have noticed. There we go. I noticed this year, and I've noticed it in past years that that you know we've bought garden sets like you'll buy you'll buy sets. This is gonna sound like a terrible remix. Yeah, you know, like here's talk. Well, yeah. you know, I just <laughs> so here he goes. We would buy set. That's like tomato set. We would buy. You know, we had a neighbor give us some sets that were some squash that were started. The squash that we planted from seed, the tomatoes, the things that we did from seed, actually did better than the set. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Dang it, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, oh, I'm sorry because you know that was some talk wisdom. Yeah, man, that was like next level. Prophetic. I, 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 I thought that adults knew what they were doing, and I was ready to listen. I, I actually found that they did better. There we go. Then the you know the the stuff we actually planted did better than the sets that we bought or were given to us. Huh. Outproduced, outgrew everything. You know, Dude, I did notice that. Yeah, there's definitely, like, there's definitely a connection. It's very satisfying to the like the plants you grow. 
you know, like he, you get you get that feeling. You you know it when you're in the garden and you see him coming through. You're like, yeah, you're, you're gonna be a fucking badass, man. Like I, I'm yeah. looking forward to sm- or eating you. <laughs> yeah. Now, and expecting other people to do it, I I, I don't like at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like we need everybody to do this. No, we don't. Um, they won't. It doesn't matter. We we are a special breed. We we we're on the fringes of this stuff. We we don't like the idea that we can't control all the food that comes into our house. We we like to have some of that control in our backyard. Um, same thing with water, sewer, all this stuff. Yep. Like if something breaks in the house, we're the ones that are trying to fix it. We don't want to hire some guy that comes in and does it for us. Yeah, I don't like people in my house. Yeah, straight up. But yeah, that that's that's not normal. It's it, and the thing is is why we're specialized as a society. Like it takes a lot to think. I mean, think about it. What other animal is okay with not taking care of their food every day, their shelter every day, their water every day. We have no problem with that, right? Jesus fucking Christ, right? right? What do you... <laughs> I mean, that's a, yeah, that, that's a fastball right there. <laughs> never fucking thought about it like that. <laughs> so, but we need to build stuff that's easier and have our kids understand like doing stuff in front of our kids. I mean, how much do we, they pick up watching us is like, Oh, I can do this when I'm adult. You know why I know I can do this? Cause my dad did it. Yeah. My mom did it. Yep. And, and compared to the, the, the kids that are live at home that they order food out every day, have no idea that they could make their own food. I mean, imagine that, that shell shock that, one day it's like, oh wait, I can make my own food. Yeah. Oh, you that's that's one thing. Like, I I sincerely believe that the like our culture, the the American culture's view of food, it's getting better. But man, it's so detrimental. Like kids are just not getting the nutrients they need from the things that they need to get them from. You know, like in spend years in food i just watch people eat and i'm like dude what the fuck are you thinking what are you doing like that is not healthy that's not good food is easy food is fucking simple as shit we've only been doing it for like 20 years right 20 maybe 30 years yeah it's somewhere around there i don't know i'm not good with numbers how far back do you we go back (laughs) oh it's longer it's longer i just say i like i don't get it it's like it's I, I'm remarkably unhealthy uh, and consistently unhealthy. You know, like I don't like physical action unless it's like throwing hatchets or fucking grilling. You know, like that's that's my limit right there. I'll go sit in a deer blind. Uh, but but I still maintain a basic level of health because I understand food now, and it drives me nuts that people aren't talking more about it. And you know what? We're going to save this for another day because I just realized that I was about to ramble for about 15 minutes and I wasn't going to be happy with what I was going to say. <laughs> so I want to do it again. <laughs> We're going to revamp. I'll go back. This will be the next one. I'll have my PowerPoint for the new year, new you too. This is, uh... <laughs> well, no, uh, cooking food. That's a great one. Like here, No, here's... it is. Go ahead, Tuck. Yeah. No, we were, you know, we were having this discussion 
uh, some of us were having this discussion in our group chat about diet. You know, I, we're going to make some changes here. I mean, I, I've been, I've changed my diet. I started in 2019. But as far as my sons and everybody else, I mean, my wife has changed her diet some, but the effects that it has on you, um, physiologically, you know, mentally, yeah, not just physically, but also mentally, you know, the processed foods and all the crap and all the poison that we're fed and that we feed our kids. And you want to talk about the last 20 years. And I was like, no, it's, it's not just 20 years. It's, it's farther back than that. It's at least 40 years. Um, you know, we just been feeding, I was fed garbage and we fed our kids garbage and it's affected our mental health, not just our physical health too. Yep. Changing your diet can change your whole, your whole outlook. It could change. It, it, it's, it's chemical. Absolutely. And, uh, well, and it's very important. It's very important. You know, yeah. there's so much crap and so much garbage and so much poison in our processed foods. And, so to have something that's whole and wholesome and garden grown and or that has not gone through that process with the nitrates and the preservatives and things in it, it's it's a big deal. Um, yeah. it's it's very important. I, I I have a son that's that has issues with social anxiety. You know these things we talked about. You know, and I won't even get on the vaccine thing because it wasn't even about this COVID vaccine, but it was about vaccines in general. I very, very thoroughly believe that there was something there that the vaccines triggered that caused sure. a lot of this. But I think a lot of it can be fixed with if I can help him change his dietary habits. Yep. You know, it's, it's man, what we put into our bodies is important and it's, uh, I can't stress that enough. I mean, I'm not the poster child of health. Believe <laughs> me, I, I I drink too much and smoke too much, and uh, but I I tried to stay off the sugar. I've tried to stay off the processed foods. I I, I can tell a difference. Oh yeah, uh, I'm still moody. Oh. I'm still moody as shit at times, as anybody <laughs> can tell. But. Um, Come on, it, that's a fine I don't. <laughs> I don't, but I don't feel terrible. Man, I really, okay. you, yeah, you know, no, I don't, <coughs> I, I mean, it, my, my this... mentally, my mental state is better now. That's just menopause. That's menopause is all that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thing, boys. Oh, it happens. Well, guys, we have uh almost hit the two hour mark. Um, we started out with three. At one <laughs> point we were at six. Now we're down to four. This is as good as time as any. What goals do y'all have rolling into uh 2022? Uh I'm gonna eat better, honestly. I want to yeah. grow more food. I want to teach good my goal. kids to eat to eat food. Um, also, I'm trying to start my own business, so making that one where I get paid on a regular basis would be great. Nice. Uh, but all the stuff is everything today sucks. 
everything's for tomorrow now. And that's my goal is so food, money, I like that. job, education, like everything I do now, even social, like making sure that I go back to all my phone and talk to all my good friends that I haven't talked to in a while because I might need them, right? Because yeah. you can't just call up a friend that you haven't talked to in five years. Hey, can you help me move? No, you, you got to have somebody that you've, you've talked to several times in the last month <laughs> to ask to help you move, right? I mean, you got every, like, I, plus they're my good friends. I should be talking to them. I should be taking the responsibility to know what's going on in their lives. So that way, if something comes up in their life, I can help them out. And if for some reason, something comes up in my life, they can help me out. So that's my goal is pushing everything to the forward, pushing it past 2022. I like it. Good goals, man. Yep. What about you, BK? <laughs> I fully intend on doing more dumb shit this year consistently. Well, that's not a stretch. Nope, it's Can not a stretch it? at all. <laughs> yes, and Can I you may. What, the, the thing is, is I, I've sincerely had enough of people taking everything so fucking seriously. Yes. That I, at this stage, no, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going all in, man. I'm going to fucking be just consistently weird from start to finish. And I'm going to press Find the funny. Yeah. Fucking no. Break the mold. Ungovernable as fuck. And I'm talking like, I'm not saying step away from government. I'm saying stepping away from uh, like conventional societal norms. Like challenge motherfuckers now. Stop fucking letting them go stop giving them a pass just because you're being polite or pleasant like i've spent the last couple of years being polite and pleasant and that's fine and it's really nice but when someone fucking talks to me now i'm just gonna give them the weird i'm like no it's a wrap done that's my that's my there 22 goal hell yeah so that, i didn't end that well but i think there should have been a really like sweet epic final line which is unfortunate because i felt like i felt like i was really kind of like in the gladiator movie right there where i was giving the speech and then like at the end i say the right thing but then i didn't say the right thing so that's unfortunate so 2022 i will also work on ending every single one of my speeches with a really fucking sweet ending line like suck it motherfuckers i don't yeah, that's, that's not even that good. So I, but it's not 2022 yet. So I'm good. Like I got a couple days to practice. Yeah, yeah you do. Thank you yeah, for you extending do. out your really bad ending. I appreciate that. It is <laughs> the least I could do. It really was the least I could do because I can't do much more than that. <laughs> can't dig this bar up. It's buried too deep. That's that's awesome. What about you, Tuck? Oh, no. Did we lose him? Dude, that's like the most poetic. I mean, <laughs> like I just hung on and kept talking, and then like it kicked him out of the fucking. Nope. Uh, dang it. Now I'm going to feel like a dick for 2022, like Fair. the whole time. That's what you should. What about like. now? Yeah, oh, we can hear you now. Oh, all right, good. Uh, you okay. just gave me talk. You saved me. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so as i said i know i you know i can never be 100 percent self-sufficient but working toward that goal is more of my goal for 2022 
expanding here. I've already been working on it some and uh, uh, continuing with that. Also to, and to, to kind of touch on what BK said, um, to, to find the lighter side of things, you know, we've been so doom and gloom the past two years. I've tried the last little bit and I failed at times, but to try to find the lighter things, try to find the funny and also to try to find more to more of those people to help, um, to treat my, to treat my neighbor, to love my neighbor, uh, more in the next year, um, to help out more where I can, and also to build those networks here locally. And I've already been working on it some, those that can provide and, and finding ways that I can provide for them to try to to create, you know, those networks. Uh, um, That's a good thing. Separate Talk. or, or, or apart. <laughs> or this every is fucking day. perfect. God, yeah. this is perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is so fucking good. Like, I mean, come off it. it just, <coughs> just laying down some fucking like just pure knowledge. Yeah. And then it just goes wicked, wicked, gone, gone. <laughs> There's an analogy here. I don't know what it is, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. there you go. Someone can someone can fucking find it. I don't know. We put in enough work. <laughs> the other fuckers do some shit. I got BK to encourage me. I'm good. I'm sold. Oh, here we go. Where did that? Where? Where did I drop at? Oh man, we have absolutely <laughs> no idea, but I'm sure it was fucking amazing. You want to get into the community more and help out more. God damn it. Jerry, how the fuck you got such a good memory, man? <laughs> and it was wasted. No, Dang to... it. Fucking stop smoking so much pot. <laughs> okay, Where did that fucking drop in? Uh <laughs> About you working in community networking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. dang it. <laughs> I, I love you guys too. So, like, do you think Tuck just like <laughs> drove down the road a little bit, or <laughs> I, I think something, something <laughs> might happen. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll jump in with my goal, man. So, okay, I've been, yeah, no, I want to hear this. I've been I've been making some connections. Um, so the thing with the thing with uh, rehabilitation services for substance abuse is that there is no shortage of reunification programs for mothers who have lost their children, but there is not one that exists for fathers. And so my what? goal is that by the end of 2022, um, I will at least have a blueprint for a program that does exactly that. If not already employed and, and making that happen. Holy shit, dude. I didn't even realize that that, like that, that was a thing Yeah, that they didn't have it. That's crazy. No. Holy no. shit, man. So like I've been talking to we do a lot of work with, um, you know, uh, it out here, it's called DHS where you're at might be called CPS, you know, uh, mm -hmm. 
the protective services like correct yeah, yeah, yeah for kids and and all that and so like i've been talking to the case managers and counselors about like you know what does that look like for fathers and they'll they'll say you know like the action plan or the treatment plan that they have for the dads is like maybe one or two pages and the treatment plan for the moms is like an entire damn binder full of stuff you know so like consideration is not really placed on the father, you know, you're, you're, they're looked at more as, Hey, you need to go out, make some money and, and fund this. But at the end of the day, man, we need help too. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. a lot yeah, of, us, absolutely. A lot of us guys didn't have a um, ground floor look at like what a healthy family unit looks like. Right. You know, um, we need that direction just as well. And we also need advocates in the court, which they don't exist for men. It's just, they don't, man. Um, unless you're paying for it, you know, and I'm sorry, man, but. Hey, the, the thing is, is I've got a couple of buddies that have gotten entirely screwed through yeah. the system. I mean, like yeah. to the point where you hear the stories and you go, yo, like what for real? Like, yeah. it, it's mind boggling. So no, I believe it, man. That's a good cause. I think so, man. And I, I've worked in construction for a long time. So trust me, like I saw the guys <laughs> yep. and they would show me their pay stub. They would say, look, see this? <laughs> like three quarters of it is gone. Like they're getting pennies to take home, yep. you know, which you got to pay for your kid. I get that like hundred percent, but like, dude, we are killing fathers out here. Well, Literally it, killing. You're them. making a, the problem is, is that it, if you do it too much, the dad's, like you it's like that negative equation with the kid and the family and the ex is that like all you see is what you're working for like you're seeing money just stolen from you and some of it going to your family and you're not getting the family connection and it it makes men resentful yeah you know because you just kind of you're like dude that's this is not right like how are you doing this to me it also yeah. incentivizes them to do the wrong things like not have a job Right. Yeah, or get so, paid under the table. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or like, yeah. Which is a good thing, but okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But so but that's, then the kid doesn't get paid because the courts were responsible for it. And the, the dad's like, screw it. Yeah, man. Um, so that's, that's like I goal like that, number dude. one for yeah. me. Uh, goal number two would probably be lose a little weight. And goal number three is stay off the fucking drama, dude. 2021 <laughs> oh my God. was so much drama on Jesus. Twitter. Jesus Christ. Um, made a bad move the first of the year. I involved myself in something I had no business involving myself in. Won't happen again, and gentlemen. Look, I'm lucky. Look, I'm just going to go on a record. You didn't deserve that shit. A lot of the shit that you caught, you did not fucking deserve it. And I'll fucking die on that hill. I'm, I'm, appreciate I'm, that, brother. I'm just telling you, man. I'll fucking defend you. I mean, it's you're one of the greats, dude. And uh, you're genuine. And, you know, you were just, you kind of stepped into it. Yes, you stepped into it. and But you know what? You didn't do anything that, like, any one of us sitting here right now wouldn't have done. And uh, at the yes. moment, yep. at the moment, right. yep. you know, now as the details come out, maybe a little different, but you know, you, you did what you thought was right. And at the moment, at that moment, and, uh, 
you know, you caught a lot of shit that you didn't fucking deserve. And I just want people to know that because you, you're, you're not that guy. Appreciate that, man. No, I, I genuinely mean it. I believe it. You're not that guy. So, uh, there's a lot of people out there that owe you apology, buddy, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I'm not going to hold my breath. I just, well, I'm not either. I'm not either, but you that know, block list and call it good. You know what I mean? I know, but I'm winners. just saying, I, I believe that. I, I honestly, and I'll tell everybody that too. I'll tell whoever's like you, you know, you owe this, you owe him because he's not that. I'm sorry, but he's not. Thanks, Tug. And, uh, but I, I believe it. Really focus on this year, making the podcast, uh, getting more stories of recovery out there, really focusing yes. on, it, on the Twitter. I think we've done a pretty good job cultivating our, our respective timelines. It seems like <laughs> we all kind of stay in that positive niche, man. And I, I really enjoy seeing you guys roll across there, especially. Ah, man, it's, it's it, one stuff. of the beautiful things about this. Well, there's so much, there's so much damn, there's so much damn negativity that it's like, I'm sorry. Let's let's bring some <laughs> levity to this shit. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Jerry. You I, fucker. I stir the pot. It's all your yeah. fault. <laughs> shit, man. Well, guys, all your this fault. has been a uh, this has been another chaotic yeah, uh, just endeavor. Absolute, absolute shit show. I mean, it's, start it's, to finish. It's a, it's a fucking trademark for us now, man. Oh, okay, so they're getting they're getting progressively worse too. That's my fucking it. concern. Because like, I did first and foremost, I forgot what day it was, so I didn't know this fucker was happening tonight. And then I was like, "All right, this is gonna be better than the last one in five you minutes." Start, and I'm like, start. "This is going way south." <laughs> I'm in. This is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah, just man. is. So like, we're either like. I, I don't know how it works, but we're all getting equally like better and worse at the yeah. same time. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, man. like if it was a Venn diagram and Jerry, don't fucking start with me about Venn diagrams because I know you've been through this before. If it was a Venn diagram, it'd be a fucking straight circle. Don't once again, Jerry. Don't. <laughs> all right, I need that funny. shit. Had enough the goddamn Venn diagrams being all fucking specific and shit about it. Like fuck, man. It's I like don't... every other it's day. Insightful. It's every insightful. other day with you, Jerry. <laughs> hey, it's all insightful. <laughs> Top insights. All all day, all all night. You can't shit post all the time. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hey, y'all have a good damn logical. All right, so how do I get out of this one again? What's the, what's the, go ahead and wrap this There's up. a little red X Where's down at the, the bottom no, right of your screen. I don't let me get my glasses. Man, thanks again to all the guys once again for coming on. I cannot tell you how good it feels to have men of character like that in my life. You know, um, I'm, I'm a firm believer that iron sharpens iron. And I, I'm pretty sure I say this on all the outros whenever we do one of these dad roundtables. I'm just going to keep saying it, you know, because it's the truth. But uh, having people like that in my life, I can bounce stuff off of. I can learn from. I can absorb some of the stuff that they've learned. And that, that brings a lot of value and, and joy to my life, you know. So um, if, if you don't have that in your life, man, hit us up on Twitter, man. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to hang out with you. We'd love to talk to you. You know, we... we Get through this thing called life by sticking together. And uh, 
absolutely go follow all the guys. Go go check them out, especially you know Tommy with Year Zero with the, Year Zero with the podcast. Uh, he's also on the Libertarian Institute. Check the show notes. I will plug all of that. And more than anything, guys, thank you so much. You know, um, I know that we don't have like a really vast, big audience, but I know that the people who listen to this show consistently, I mean, you people are exactly who I made this podcast for. I think, well, now let me take that back. More than anything, I made this podcast for me. You know, I tailor a lot of these episodes to what I want to hear. I love hearing about recovery. I love hearing about how other people are doing the fatherhood thing. But more importantly, I love those moments whenever somebody hears an episode and they they hit me up and they say, hey, man, I really got a lot out of this. Like, it makes me happy, you know. Um, thank you. Thank you for making this last year so wonderful. Thank you for the fundraisers that you guys chipped in on. Thank you for all of the beauty that you brought into my life. I just want to let you know that I love you. I care about you. And I think the world of you. So, um I'm going to wrap it up with a song by Andrew Jackson Jihad. Uh, this is kind of a, I, I don't know, man. It's its just a good tune. Might be a little gloomy, but, you know, I, I still dig it. And I think you will, too. It's called People to the Reckoning. So without any further ado, here is Andrew Jackson Jihad, and I will catch you guys next week.
to know which words to sing so many times And I've tried to know which chord to play And I've tried to make it rhyme And I've tried to find the key That all good songs are in And I've tried to find the notes to make that great resounding din But there's a bad man in everyone No matter who we are There's a rapist and a Nazi living in our tiny hearts Child pornographers and cannibals And politicians too There's someone in your head waiting to fucking strangle you So here's to you, Mrs. Robinson People love you more, oh never mind Oh never mind In fucking fact, Mrs. Robinson The world won't care whether you live or die You live or die Robinson, they probably hate to see your stupid face. Your stupid face. So here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. You live in an unforgiving place.